Hi guys, welcome back to the To All The People podcast. This is your host, Janelle Roberts, and I'm so excited for today's guest. Today, we have Tony Bravo. Most of you have probably seen her on your TL, on your TikTok, and on your Instagram displaying different shade ranges, different blushes on the hues of darker complected women. This conversation in lieu of everything that's been going on in the world today is something that is just so needed. Tony uses her platform to talk about self-love, colorism, the importance of diversifying, and then on top of that, she does not confine herself to one type of thing. If you're a content creator and you're trying to figure out what kind of lane you want to branch into, if you're someone that wants to get into content creating, you don't know where to begin or where to start, or if you're someone that's really just trying to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life, this conversation is completely for you. It's about not limiting yourself. It's about not setting the bar too high, but in fact, just loving yourself through the process of discovering yourself. Now let's get right into this episode with Tony Bravo. Hi guys, welcome back to the To All The People podcast. Y'all, we got us a special guest today. I'm honestly a huge fan. We have Tony Bravo with us today. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I've been a big fan of yours for a while now. We've been mutuals for, for a, a minute. For a second. I'm glad you're in LA. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Honestly, like when I started watching your content, you already know when you start following someone new, you got to creep all the way down, oh, all 100%. the way to the bottom. There are a lot of people that are influencers and there's a lot of people that create content, but I think yours is just incredibly inspirational. And the reason why I like it so much, I, like the, the, fa- the face you're giving me right now, the reason why I like it so much is there's just been the stigma that darker skinned women can't wear certain shades or certain makeups. And before we kind of touch base on all that, totally. I just want to talk about who Tony is. Because you were like an onion girl. Like I know. You you know how to roller skate, like really, really, really roller skate. You know how to sing music, guitar, you know how to braid your own hair. So who are you? Uh, who am I? That's a yes. very great question. Who are you? I think I've always just been I feel like I've always needed to challenge myself. So mm-hmm. I naturally think that goes hand in hand in being like a creative person. Mm-hmm. One day it's knitting, one day it's roller skating, one day it's filming, one day it's editing, one day it's hair. Um, I think right now I'd consider myself a bit of a creative. I like to have fun. I like to challenge myself. I did recently graduate a year ago, so I think I'm still like settling in. Thank you. I'm still settling into what type of creative I want to be, which is why I like to have fun just exploring different things. But a lot, a lot of the things I do learn are actual skills that I utilize. Like I Mm -hmm. braid my own hair every you know, so often, which I, is like a useful skill. Yeah. And then makeup was like a more recent thing. I was not a makeup person before. Like last year was when I started wearing makeup. Before that, I'd wear like concealer and mascara on a Friday and be like, this is so crazy. Now I've gotten yeah. more into it. So I think all in all, I'm a very, I'm a Sagittarius. So. Oh, that makes That's the sense. best way to describe it. I, I think that's the best I, way to describe it. That makes sense. Who I am, for sure. Just kind of, my, I have my hand in just a lot of different things, creatively. That makes sense. Where did you get your ability to kind of just start something? Because what I grasp from watching what you do is mm-hmm. you don't seem to be someone that waits for someone to, to show you or waits for someone to do it. You just kind of do it. Where do you get that from, like that tenacity to just kind of go for it? 
I, Are you like an oldest daughter? No. Well, technically, yes. Okay, I'm, so I'm, yeah, a twin I'm, getting, I'm, I'm a twin. Okay. But I'm older by one minute. So technically, I'm the oldest. It's okay. I have a baby sister. I didn't know you well. had a twin. Yeah. Where I post about her. She's on TikTok too now. She's been popping off doing, she's in, she's a med student. So she's been doing like med, like oh, medicine. Oh, that's cool. Con- it's like we're very different, but very much so. Yeah. But I think just growing up, my twin sister and I were, our parents were just so encouraging with mm-hmm. us trying new things. We'd be in gymnastics, cheerleading, soccer. We would literally do like piano lessons, singing lessons. They would throw us in whatever we had any type of creative interest in. Yeah. So I think just growing up with that ability and knowing that like it's possible to switch it up. You don't have to stick to one thing. And if something Facts. isn't sticking, you can move on and kind of just play around with it. I think that played a huge role. And then also just the internet. I taught myself most of the things I, I know now because yeah. of the internet and having that access to just like easy tutorials and stuff. But I think the tenacity does come from just growing up and my parents throwing me and my sisters in like, like go for anything. It. Yeah, like if we one day I'd be like, I want to try cheerleading or mm-hmm. I want to try soccer. I want to do singing lessons or I want to try piano lessons, but piano's not singing. So maybe I want to do singing. And they'll, you know, they were just super receptive to that. So I think it started off there for sure. Just not being yeah. shut down. No, I like late. that. And I feel like, like, there, when I talk about like certain type of creators, I feel like your scope kind of goes beyond just being an influencer. I don't even like categorizing certain people as being an influencer yeah. because I feel like you're someone that's super, super multi-hyphenated and super Thank multifaceted. You. And how do you find balance in being pretty much a jack of all trades? Oh, because I struggle sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, girl, we need to, I need like a calendar for almost every <laughs> single thing that I'm doing. Yeah. So how do you it's find balance? Calendars. For sure. Time management is huge. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, now what's really helpful is definitely having a team. Yeah. It's like management and people that just help you stay on track because doing this by myself would be absolutely insane. Yes. Um, But time management is huge. But I think the balance part comes from really just understanding myself. So I know when I'm feeling really stressed out or very anxious about something, I... I kind of know when that's coming on and I know to take a step back and I never force myself to make create or do anything if I'm not in the right headspace. Obviously I have deadlines and things like that, but um, I think just recognizing when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed the early, like the earlier is the the earlier, the better I think. But balance, I think just really goes hand in hand with time management and just managing my time wisely because I don't have as much free time as I used to have. It's weird. Before, yeah. which is so weird because definitely when the pandemic started and I started getting into social media, I had so much free time. Yeah. I was like spending 8 a.m. to like 1 p.m. at the skate parks, like with my friends. No. Up like, the ramps. All, up the ramps. Like we had all the time in the world because classes were online and a lot of our ca- classes mm-hmm. became asynchronous. Yeah. So we just like, if you did all your work one day, you're like, okay, well, the rest of the week, like, what am I going to do? So I just had so much free time and life is just so different then. And now I think I'm a little bit more. I, I do like being busy. I like having some kind of ru- routine. There's not mm-hmm. really a huge routine, but because every day is kind of different. But yeah. I think time management and just being able to recognize when I'm feeling overwhelmed are two of the things that help balance the, the craziness. Yeah. No, the I, f- I feel that. I feel that. I've, I've like talked to a couple of people and we have this conversation all the time. Like sometimes one question that I like to ask people is like, how do you show compassion for yourself and how do you show up for yourself in particular as a black woman I had one of my friends who's a white woman her name's Kinsey she had asked me this question and she's like how do you show compassion for yourself and I was like 
damn, I, I wasn't, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting to come on here and answer that question. But then I had to break down, like, how do I show compassion for myself when it comes to, first off, my livelihood, mm-hmm. first off, on an app that's oversaturated, that doesn't represent people okay. that look like me? How do I, like, show compassion? How do I be nice to myself? Mm-hmm. So in what ways do you show compassion to yourself? Oh, for sure. I'd love to hear your answer as well. Um, <laughs> I think for me, one of the most recent, not recent, like maybe four or five years ago, mm-hmm. I taught myself how to braid my own hair and do my own hair. Ooh. I think that was a huge thing because yes. it's like, first off, when I first started, it would take me like two days to do they it. They look so So bomb. it's just, thank you. But when I was starting off, like, but it was two days where I just got to focus. I was mm-hmm. not doing anything else because I wasn't going outside. Like half my hair was done. But I was just like focusing on myself. Yeah. And I think now I'm a lot quicker. Like it just takes me a few hours. But that's something that I do for me just for me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like makeup. And like buying, like just like treating myself when mm-hmm. I feel like I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or in need of just like yes. a little pick me up, whether that's like a nap or buying myself new clothes. I think it's just <laughs> taking like, it's, it's just like kind of taking my own temperature and feeling yeah. what I, if I'm feeling deprived of something, I'm mm-hmm. always trying to like dig and figure out what that is. But I think just doing things for myself that aren't related to anybody else or anything public. Yeah. So nothing like, really being filmed or recorded or for yeah. my, my career, my job, just solely for me. Usually it's like more on the Ooh, quiet, yes. quiet parts of the day. I think later at night, earlier in the morning, I think are the two times where I feel like the yeah. most I can just be just with myself for myself there's the emails aren't going you have like you, know. the, you have those boundaries exactly which that, I think is very important it's it's so important like I had went like on this this rant recently and I go on rants a lot <laughs> like out loud by myself in the car that. like I talk to myself a lot the same that's important like all the time and so I was thinking about, I was like saying to myself I was like wow like I like content creating, but I also like consider myself to like be this businesswoman. I have all this different stuff going yeah. on. And like I was like explaining like I don't I'm not able to wake up in the morning, record myself in the morning and show what I got going on in the morning. I'm not really able to do that at nighttime mm-hmm. because that is like my time to like try to show up for myself. Oh yeah. I'm still learning how to find compassion for myself. It's hard. It is. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's difficult. And like I talk a lot about how I sometimes struggle with imposter syndrome, but I feel like when people have imposter syndrome, they don't really know that they have it. You just like have this mindset where it's just like, I have to keep going. I need to, I need to keep going literally all the time, all the time. Like I have, I, I feel guilty when I like take a nap, even if I know, even if I know I've been killing it, working it off, but now I'm starting to realize when my body hits burnout, my body is like, no, bitch. Done. Yeah, it's done. Need, it's done. It's done. Yeah. You need to you need to have several seats. You need to calm <laughs> down. Um, so this year, 2023, I, when I was writing on my vision board, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't even need to prioritize materialistic things, buying this, doing that. I need to prioritize self-work, self-reflection, and compassion. Oh, 100%. I love that. Taking care of yourself, I think, is the most important thing. It Especially because it's hard. I mean, I think any job that requires you to look at yourself as much as you look at yourself as someone who's <laughs> a content person, Facts. you need to take breaks from looking at Facts. yourself. And I think that, I mean, you just don't realize it until you're like, I, it's I all about me. 
so often. Yes. And I do think I, what's really helpful for me is I, I, de I definitely have boundaries. Like there are certain – like I have a certain point in the day where I'm like after this I'm not filming. Unless it's something like stupid and fun. Yeah. I'm not like – and when it comes to branded stuff at least, like there's a certain hour in the day where I'm just like after this like I'm done shooting yeah. branded stuff or work – that kind of work thing, um, which I think helps. Yeah. And also editing, just because it's nice to not look at my face sometimes. And then I'll have a day during the week where I'm like, I, I try to have like one or two days during the week where I'm not filming anything. Oh, so I'll like, that. I'll like batch certain days so that I know one day I don't have to film anything because I have stuff left over. So I think having a break is also really nice. Yeah, yeah. No, that, damn, you just said something that I thought about. Like we do kind of look at ourselves a little bit too much. Oh, a hundred. It, and it's weird. It's, it's very so weird. It's so weird. I've, and I've noticed... Even though it's just been a few months of me kind of being more consistent, which is kind of wild. It's literally – it's been maybe – I've only been doing this full, full time since December, January. Wow. Yeah. So this is like – I'm really looking at myself. Even before I was working in social media, I wouldn't mm -hmm. look at myself all the time. But this is different because it's just like mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. But – I do think it just helps to take a break. It's weird though. I'll, I'll be looking at like videos from like two months ago, a month ago, and I'm like, this is so like I'll notice little changes in myself, whether it's in my skin or like you're just yeah. like more hyper critical yeah. Yeah. of just like where your body's at, and it's weird because that's not that's not a normal thing to be so nitpicky about, at mm -hmm. least for me. So that's something I think I've had to adjust. With no, I I feel that there's like there's there was like this trend going around on TikTok and it was like when people were telling me to get off of social media and stop looking at other people's stuff but really you're just looking at your own stuff interesting and it's a it's a real real thing because yeah. sometimes like what you're saying like sometimes I'll go through and I'll look at my content and I'll be like "Ooh, girl we gotta like step it up we gotta really? step it up but then but that's when I'm trying to compare my content to other people's stuff and then sometimes I need to pick me up and I got to yeah. remind myself, like, you are that bitch. Oh, 100%. Like, so sometimes I'll go back and I'll look at, like, some of, like, my favorite videos that I've done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I want to get back to this, to these roots. I want to get back to that. Yeah. And, like, recently, more than ever, I've been, like, thinking to myself, I love black girl luxury, but I want to steer clear from it because I don't want black girls and people that follow me in general to equate their sense of self-worth to the things that they have. So I'm going through yeah. like this like and that's hard. shift. Yeah. And that's hard. I think materialism and the social media, it's just you see people with the coolest shit online and you want all of it. And especially if you're younger. Yes. I think at least in like from my like kind of like beauty skincare space, mm -hmm. there's new launches every other day. So there's yes. always something new that you want. Yes. No matter how pricey it is. But a lot of people, I think younger people also just don't realize how much these people are getting these things for free or yes. half off. And, you know, yes. there's just like a lot of like nu nuance that you don't really understand behind a lot of social media posts and the content that you mm -hmm. see, the aspirational content that you mm -hmm. see. I think context is really important. But I agree. I think materialism is – I mean, it's so easy. You're scrolling down your For You page and you're, you're like, like oh, my God, a Bugatti. I, I need that. You're like, I think I need that. I think I yes, should have this in my vision Yes, yes. Amazon, <laughs> like, calm down. Wait, okay, so I want to do a shift because oh, yeah. I really do want to talk to you about – I don't even know if this is like a recent change or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, girl, I feel like you're honestly like taking over the app right now. You think so? 
1000% like you're doing something that I haven't really seen anyone else do like it's crazy like every time no I'm not even kidding I can show you my makeup bag right now and oh, it's filled I, with rare beauty oh I love that I love that. like it's filled with rare beauty like oh, I, I'm okay. not I love okay that's what I like to hear that's what I like to like hear. I'm not even kidding so like <laughs> I just like want you to talk about when did that shift happen when you kind of realize this is like what's working for me like, um, this is, like, this is, like, what I want to do. Like, yeah. did it just happen? Did you just run? was, like, I'm going to – I want to go see if this, this is going to look good on people that are my skin yeah. tone. I think so. I mean, I've always had a camera growing up. I've always talked to cameras, like, my whole life. Mm -hmm. So this was, like, not new, like, talking yeah. to the camera. I think that's a big skill, too, that a lot of people – like that's something that takes a while sometimes yes. is talking to the camera. Yes. That wasn't a skill I had to learn. So thankfully that was just something that was like yes. kind of natural. But I think it's really weird because I think when I was working, I was working at Rare originally, social media marketing job there. And that's kind of when I started getting more comfortable with talking mm -hmm. about makeup and using makeup. And I remember posting my first ever like makeup video where I was talking, yeah, which I think was like the biggest change because before I wasn't speaking to the camera. A lot of my videos would just be like quick fast videos I wasn't really speaking ever yeah and that was the first ever beauty video I made I was like trying out blush I think it was like a purple blush yeah and I was like I want to like see what this looks like on me because I never tried it I'd yeah. worked at rare for a few weeks at that point but I had this blush and I was like I haven't tried it let's yeah, shoot it yeah. and it just happened to be something that I think a lot of people were interested in and I think that made me realize that there was a pocket that wasn't being filled and I think that's when I was like okay so I noticed that there's a gap in just like people that look like me providing this kind of representation in yeah. this space. And I'm noticing that because people are being really receptive. I'm getting messages from people saying like, they're so grateful that they're able to see themselves, whether it's in me or like, you know, they're able to like, yeah. you know what I mean? From like a, like a complexion standpoint, from a personality standpoint, but definitely from like a standpoint of like, there's just not a lot of people that look like me that I mean, just like anyone that makes content, like there's no one that looks like you that speaks the way you do and says the things you do. There's same same yeah. thing for me, but definitely just like noticing how there's just a severe lack of representation. representation. Yeah, and I knew that in beauty for sure. Like I had had several failed makeup phases in high school mm -hmm. and they failed terribly not because I mean the skill my skill part probably could have played a role for sure, but when I was buying things at drugstores, yeah. There was like literally everything made me look just very washed out and ashy. I even yes. have like clips on my yeah. page where I like show little clips of me like I had a bunch of Snapchat memories from then and I was like, oh, like everything was just washed out and yes. horrible. And so I knew that this was an issue, but I didn't know that it was still as big of an issue now. So I think when I started showing up in that way, people were really receptive to it. And I think it helped the consistency part and me wanting to do it more and more. I think kind of tied into the fact that I didn't feel it was like I didn't feel selfish doing mm -hmm. it. I think if I think if I didn't look like me, I would feel like this is a fun passion, but I couldn't help but feel kind of selfish in a way. But because yes. I know that like there are people out there benefit I, because I know that I younger a younger version mm -hmm. of me would benefit from that. It's like bigger than me, so it feels. I still feel weird like from time to time. You spend a lot of time looking at yourself and hearing your own voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes like, like those feels weird, but I think what helps ground me and make it makes me feel like less like this is such a selfish like weird yeah. vanity thing you know that I'm yeah. doing is knowing that there are people out there like that message me often saying how grateful they are that there's someone that looks yeah. like them so I think that just keeps me grounded but that's mm -hmm. when I kind of knew that like okay this is something that could 
work for me, maybe, possibly. I don't know. No, there. <laughs> what you just said about you felt like if you didn't look like you, I would feel somewhat selfish. I 1000% can personally yeah. relate to that. I don't feel comfortable doing makeup tutorials. Really? No, I don't. Like, I'll do them here and there. Like, if 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 I do do them, I'll put them, like, in my day in the life, like a day in the life kind of vlog. Interesting. But it's because I know that there's a shade for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that there is, like, a color wave for me. Mm-hmm. I also, when I think about light skin privileges, when I think about yeah. colorism and those type of things, I try to stick in my zone and I try to stay in my zone. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really like the reason why I was so attracted to your content is because for one, you're not changing yourself at all. You're not doing like the makeup, the makeup is beautiful, but what you're doing is like you're showing off your naturally beautiful features. And I like the fact that it's in a way that isn't watering yourself down as a darker complected woman. It's in a way that's actually showing that darker skinned women are also beautiful. We totally. also matter. And I think that's like why I really like your content you. because when I think about what you're creating, that market is like solely for you. Like there's a lot of influencers that are doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's like why I get wrapped up in my head sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, listen, there's another girl <laughs> on this app that's doing something very similar to me. We yeah. probably even look the same, but I think it's pretty and quite amazing that you have – like, this is your entire melting pot. Like, you're a very big fish in this, you know? And it's nice to know that I can, like, show my little cousins your content. No. Or it's nice to know that, like, I can, like, show my friend's daughter your content so they yeah. don't feel like they aren't ostracized or left out. I love that. I also think I can for sure see where you're coming from. I think you're an amazing, phenomenal mm. creator. And if you were to create makeup eh. content... I okay. I would along with everybody else would watch it because there's not another one of you. The way yeah. you speak, the way you look, the way you would put your makeup on, the way you would do it, there's still appeal to that. A hundred percent. So like if you know you ever want to dip into that, you a hundred percent should. Because I think the thing is, I totally get where you're coming mm-hmm. from though. I, I think for me though, it would be harder I think what helps me just feel like this is not just something like I'm I mean for fun is cool but I think when it becomes like a career like this is your job you're making a difference I do think it's important to really have something ground like grounding Mm -hmm. you and why you're doing it because makeup and the beauty industry I mean it's just very much so your face and you and like so I think it is really important to have something grounding and for me that grounding element is for sure just filling up filling in a gap that I feel like is still very much so present in regards to like representation and makeup and beauty and all of the, all of the beauty things, all the things that fall under that. But I think for sure that's helpful. If that wasn't, I mean, I think just also the support is really great. Everyone's like super, super sweet. And I have like the coolest people that watch my stuff. Um, So I'm grateful. I feel very grateful. It's still very much so the beginning though. So I'm still navigating quite a bit. I mean, your name is Tony Bravo, <laughs> and that's pretty fucking legendary. Thank if we, you, thank if we're gonna you. really talk about it, like Tony yeah. Bravo, I, I don't think like I don't think like content creating will like you know just stop here. I think it's gonna like continue to grow and continue to thank keep going. You. Like I when I think so. of like some of like the best like people that are doing makeup and stuff that have longevity. Like when I think of like Jackie Ani, like how mm-hmm. like she has come out with her own brand, like. definitely 1000% see that for you but not only are you just doing content creating and being like a game changer but you're also a damn model like 
you did an entire, <laughs> you've done a couple of campaigns, yeah. but you did one with Rare. Like, was that like a full circle moment? Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. So I've done a bunch of video shoots with them, obviously, when I worked there. I did mm -hmm. TikTok and short form stuff. So I like shot a lot of just like videos and stuff, but that was like a photo shoot that I went to after I'd left. Mm -hmm. So it was such a full circle moment. They even made a TikTok that was so cute. They're like, this is our, this is Tony. She used to work here and now she's here as like a creator. We love her so much and we like wish her the best and like the, the sweetest team ever. Like yeah. everybody there truly helped me like kind of break into the beauty industry in a way that felt authentic and real and true to me that I would not have the same perspective mm -hmm. of the beauty industry had I not started with such an amazing like team there yeah um so I'm just it, it was definitely like a full circle like moment for me because I've obviously like done modeling stuff before but yeah. to do it for like a brand and a team that I've like worked with and I know and that I, I care for was just like such a nice full circle moment and the pictures everybody looked stunning yeah they did such a great job yes. um, that was definitely a full circle it was a quick full circle too because it only had been like a few weeks since I had left I think when I shot that so it was still kind of early days but no that's it was huge. nice to see everybody I always just love seeing the team so it was a fun it was a fun moment for sure it's like one of those things where it's like it's meant to be oh a hundred percent you know what i mean like yeah. i always like think about life like sometimes like when a door closes that's just because like it's probably not it and then i just think like when you know god kind of clears path for you it's for you that is your oh a hundred percent and that and that's that's i mean if it weren't if you don't have doors closing you're never going to open yourself up to other opportunities you just kind of stay stagnant Thanks. so you kind of have to embrace the ending chapters and move mm -hmm. on to the next if you ever want to evolve because I think also just as like a younger person fresh out of college like I, mm -hmm. I I think I moved I was just like I'm going to be open to whatever comes my way mm -hmm. receptive but also just firm and like what I, I was always very picky with what I worked on and who I worked with which I'm very grateful that even earlier on I was able to be very picky about what I yeah. worked on and who I worked with because I always just wanted to be passionate about what I did and I I'm I grateful to like know that everything I've worked on and continue to work on I'm genuinely passionate about so I feel very grateful for that because I know that's not the case for everybody yeah like moving with purpose it will hit so different. I have 100%. I have this conversation all the time with like like some of my friends and stuff that do really well and stuff like with content creating mm -hmm. and and I think one thing that I started coming to terms with because I've met other creators too who have really great platforms and everything seems good but then mm -hmm. when you meet someone who is not genuine and true it it is like damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you ever have moments where you're just like damn? <laughs> like, like where you, where you, but like more so like where you're like because sometimes I have moments where the blessings are just pouring in to mm -hmm. the point where I don't know what's going on yeah. like where you have moments where you just start crying like God like oh my God yeah there's definitely moments I've had several I think I have one of those moments at least once a week like it's really hard for me to really grasp the like extent mm -hmm. of like my growth as like a creative person because a lot of the things I do have done just truly authentically so the fact that I'm able to do it like for a living and be able to sustain myself off of that I'm still like grappling with and understanding because that's like not the typical normal experience for like a 23 year old that's still figuring their stuff out like Ooh. the fact that I'm like able to do what I'm passionate about and like 
live the life that I live and just continue to learn the way I'm able to learn from the people I'm able to learn these things from, I just every, at least once a week, I just completely have like these moments where I'm just like, I know I work my ass off. Mm -hmm. So it's not a shock. It's not a surprise. It's more of just like a really just taking a moment because everything's always moving. It's always just in more of the still moments where it's like I'm at home, it's late, and I just have a moment where I'm just realizing like kind of doing like a mental recap of the things I'm working on this week or yeah. next week. And I'm just like, this is insane. Yes. And even when I like say them out loud to like my friends or other people that aren't in the same industry – they're also just like that is insane. And sometimes it takes me it ta like it takes me talking to someone that's like not doing what I'm doing to like, really, like let yes. me know how insane it is. Yes. Um because you're just always so in it. So I think Yes. I think I have one of those moments at least once a week for sure. Um I think it's healthy though. I think it shows that like I I never want to get used to all of the cool stuff I'm able yeah. to do and the experiences I do always want to be able to have moments where I just I'm grateful for everything around yeah. me. Um, so I definitely, I definitely have those moments. More often than not, I think. A few times a week, maybe. That's good. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank Girl, you. I, I, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like the way that God can like move in your life when you move with intention and when you move with purpose mm -hmm. and when you like really do show up for yourself, like – I think it's really empowering when someone can take something that someone probably would see as like lacking or yeah. or not this or not that. Mm -hmm. And when I think about like some of like my closer friends, because you know I'm from Texas, right? So it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think about like some of like my one of my childhood best friends, like growing up. I remember wanting to be her friend so badly, and I'm yeah. like, girl, bitch, I want to be your friend. <laughs> like you're like the prettiest girl in school. Yeah. Like I want to hang out. Like mm -hmm. you're cool. Blah 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 blah. This. And I remember when we would have, like, our own, like, quiet, like, conversations, mm -hmm. she would, like, open up to me about, like, I don't think I'm pretty because, like, I'm darker skin. I don't think I'm this. Because, mm -hmm. And I'd be like, what? Like, yeah. literally, it would it, – I would be so mind blown by yeah. it. And then I would have, like, conversations with my aunt who's darker skin. And mm -hmm. I never, like, saw it as, like, a paradox. I never – like, I never yeah. saw it as something like that. And just hearing about, like, these experiences and knowing that I have people around me, I have family mm -hmm. around me, I have friends around me that will – oftentimes stop themselves because they think that who they are and what they look like is a disadvantage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's like, that's something that you can't even blame. You can't blame people for because, yeah. I mean, media, like the, I think things that we've consumed just as like younger adults too, mm -hmm. like looking at people I mean, just like, I mean, you grow up and you see like these like shows, these kid shows. And even on these shows, it's like the darker skinned people usually are, especially like the girls are never like the most appealing or the epitome of beauty in these shows a lot of times. Yeah. And I think that you internalize quite a bit of that growing up, just even if you don't mean to. Yeah. Um, but also just lack of representation. Like you don't see yourself, yes. you don't know yourself. So it's like really hard to make that connection yes. um, just as – a young person as an older person as just a human being like it's really hard to make that connection to yourself when you don't see yourself ever yes. um yeah that's which i'm true. which i'm which i'm i mean i think people are becoming more aware of that especially in like the beauty space but i mean it's still just like a long way very long yeah. way to go for sure i don't care what anyone says i'm gonna say rihanna was probably the first one to what 
to say, oh, hey, something yeah, yeah, is wrong. Something is wrong. That like, shade range definitely kicked a lot of brands into, I think, taking into account, which, I mean, it's still insane that it's 2023 and there are brands that just refuse like it's it's actually like it blows my mind just like there are still brands that refuse to acknowledge the importance of having a more extensive shade range um but definitely i mean fenty was a game changer fenty came out and everyone was like look at we got (laughs) they were scratching their head like okay yeah that's what i that definitely kicked a lot of brands into i mean it's just i mean it's just insane still because i do think i just remember growing up and going to drugstores because i wasn't Mm -hmm. going to sephora or like ulta i was going to like cvs and like walgreens my walk home from school or whatever and the ranges were just atrocious and that was like yeah and that was in high school so it wasn't like too 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 long ago but you know, it's gotten better. Like I'll walk in and I'll like see certain like cha- differences and changes, but there's definitely still a lot of work. A lot of work. There is a lot. Like the lack of rep- – I like when you said about like the lack of representation in media. Like I was thinking – do you know Kat from Vampire Diaries? I th- she was the witch. Was she black? She was black. Okay, I think I know. And I think I might know who you're talking about. She literally – so she was like the only black person on the cast, and this mm-hmm. happens all the time I feel like. And she was talking about how like there's video like there's a video of her doing her hair. Oh, I've seen her Vogue her Vogue video about her natural hair. And yeah. I was like, dang, because like we really don't even take this into like full context. Mm-hmm. So it's girl, a lot. It's a full. It's like I mean, it's a problem everywhere. Yes, like within all full, types so of communities full, too. Exactly, it's a full. It's a. It's an. It's an issue. It all just like all around. Yeah, I. I. I, I will. Say, I mean, it's always just hard to like learn about these things but then you're never shocked like I feel like I'm never surprised like mm-hmm. I hear stories like that and I'm not like oh my like I'm not shocked like I'm more shocked which is sad like I'm more shocked when they're like more when I'm hearing these like super inclusive spaces yeah that is more like oh my god that's crazy I yes. love it like, even though that should be the complete standard but yes. I saw that video you were talking about I saw the vote that like made its rounds and I almost like, started crying wow. I've never even watched Vampire Diaries still think we're working towards there's still a lot of a lot, a lot. Of work, like a lot of. Work. Tony, you're finna change it. I honestly, that sounds not not just not just me, but I think I do my little. I th- feel like I I like to make my little impact in my little corner with the community and the people that watch me. I, even if it's just one person, that's like, I started loving doing my makeup because mm-hmm. of you. And those DMs are always just like. So they just like remind me why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's less of like a mass, like th- this thing where I like want to take over. I think it's more of just co- like cultivating some kind of difference in like a, sm- even if it's like a small, more intimate community. But like, I don't know, I have a very, very active, uh, like, amount like a group of community of people that watch my stuff and engage with me. So it's always really nice to know how they feel about what I make. But I always just feel like it's so smaller scale because the thing is, like, it is just me responding to, like, yes, everything and doing everything. So it just, like, feels a lot more. But I could see from an outsider perspective, you're like, this is, like, you have a lot of people watching. This is, this is what I think. That This is what I think is going to happen in the foreseeable future. Okay. I think you're going to come up with your own brand. It's going to be called Tony Bravo. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And okay. I think it's going to take off. And I think it's going to do really, really well. Oh, I love I love the sound of this. No, I'm serious. Like, 
Tony, even when he walked in, the guy was like, yeah, you're set up for greatness with that name. Yeah. <laughs> like, like for real, for real. You're sweet. I honestly, I mean, I for sure see myself starting a business in the future. Don't know what it would be of, I mean, I've got, I've gotten a lot of people asking me to do makeup related stuff. I still have no clue what I'd want to do. I don't even know if it'd be beauty related at all or like, I have no idea, but I do know I want to start like something. But I have time. Yeah, you have plenty of time. Do you know, time. just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, feel and just out. like ease into exactly. it. it exactly. It'll it'll pan out how it did. One hundred percent. Is we'll there? See. Is there any advice? No, this is a better question. Hmm. If you could say something to your ten-year-old self, what would it be? Ooh, that talking to the camera every day pays off. I would make <laughs> vlogs and no one would – I would make them and I would edit them on my Windows Movie Maker on my little compact mini. Mm -hmm. um, every single year I would ask for a, a new camera for Christmas. So I'd have like this huge DSLR. I had no idea how to work it, but I would shoot these vlogs every day. And I would just like literally film everything. Like I would um, I would film random unboxings. I would never post. I would just like edit mm -hmm. them for fun. And these are things that I was doing not knowing. This is back when, like, there were YouTubers, but, like, the idea of, like, you being able to make a living off of this was not something that was, like, tangible. Yeah. Like, there may be, like, 10 YouTubers you can count on your hands that were, like, YouTubers at this time. Like, they were, like, yeah. like you were, like, okay, these are, like, people, yeah. like, this is their living, but they're, like, adults and they're, like, older. And, like, I don't know. That just didn't feel, like, tangible. So I wasn't doing it from a place of, like… I'm going to make money off of this. I was literally just fun. Because you liked it. Because yeah. I liked it and I genuinely enjoyed it. So I'd probably just tell myself that like you're literally like it's this is more than just like a fun little hobby um, and that it's it's worth something. And also that you can turn your passions into something bigger while also keeping them your passion. I think mm -hmm. that's also a really yeah. important thing because I felt that way with a lot of different things I was getting into is like. I think now in this age, you kind of feel like a lot of your like art or your creations have to be commodified in order for them to be deemed as like successful in a way. Yeah. Um, just because that's how a lot of people measure it is like through followers or through income or and I think having a good balance between ha being passionate about the things I'm passionate about, but also just being mindful that like I do need to make time for these things mm -hmm. I'm passionate about in a way that's not commodified or in a way that I don't feel like I need to package up and deliver to give to somebody yeah. else but it's just for me so I'd honestly just tell myself to continue being passionate about all of my creative things and that I'm never doing I'm not doing too much I always used to think I was like doing the most because I'd be like I'm filming this and I'm editing this and then also I want to try doing piano and then now I want to do singing actually yeah. I want a guitar now so I want to learn how to do guitar and then yeah actually I want to learn how to paint and draw so I'm going to teach myself how to like there were just a million things I was always interested in I was like I'm going to teach myself ASL like I'd buy yeah. ASL books like I was just into so many different things and not necessarily in like a neurotic way like I would do these things for a while and actually like stick to them I was just always like okay I need to challenge myself again like what and I think for a while I was like kind of confused I was like this is I'm doing a little bit of a lot like I feel like people just have one thing but I would definitely tell myself that it's okay to have a million things that you're into yeah There's it sounds like you that. it sounds like you really enjoy and prioritize getting to know yourself Oh, I think that's a hundred. You said yes. it perfectly. I think that's because every new thing I learn, I I, I learn something new about myself. I'm yeah. using maybe like a different part of my brain creatively that yeah. I don't normally yeah. use. And I surprise myself. And I think that's like my favorite thing about working in this space is every single thing I make is different in its own way. And I think I'm always just learning more about myself and what I'm able to do and what I'm capable of. 
So I'm curious to see what like the next thing will be because I feel like I just always pick something new up. I've I've gotten more into um, textile stuff, so I'm getting back into like my like or fiber arts, like more like knitting and crocheting and I like just the, tangible I, things. I might need you to make me a little sweater. Yeah, no, I love I just like love, the sweaters love, you make are yeah. so good. Thank you. I've just I think I like having ha- like hobbies that are not related to like technology mm-hmm. or like looking at a screen at all like sometimes I'll like knit and I'll look at things but knitting something I can do where I'm like not on my phone or like reading I do want to pick up get get back into like physically reading books again I think when you get kind of busy you kind of neglect you that a, as much you should get like a kindle I used to have a kindle growing mine up and I love mine is in my purse I like right one now. of the paper like the paper white or I don't know I don't know how that what, what they're what they're called but I used to love my kindle growing up I had a little Kindle. It was my favorite. And now I do like audiobooks and stuff just because it's easier while I'm like mm-hmm. doing a bunch mm-hmm. of things. But there is something really nice about a book. But back to your original question. I would definitely <laughs> tell myself that like it's okay to explore all the different parts of yourself mm-hmm. because you're never you're never doing too much. You're just getting to – and I think that just helped me get to know myself a lot sooner Yeah, um, and just come into myself. Yeah. I mean, I still am, but I definitely think it kind of helped me understand myself yeah. more. Your vibe is like very chill too. Thank you. Like you're like very like calm. Like I can feel it. You know Thank what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's like it's the same. It, you're you're the same as you are online as you are in person. That's what I've been told. Yeah, which you, is nice. That's that's <laughs> the best compliment. No, it really is the best compliment. Yeah. Um, one th- there's like something you were talking about about getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, like the fact that it's okay for dreams to change. Yes. And people, like, sometimes feel like they have to stay within, like, their niche. Like, mm-hmm. I have to do this thing. I've already done this. Like, sometimes it's okay if you go to school and you f- you realize that, hey, what I went to school it's, for really ain't it. it. Yeah. It's, it's important to pivot. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to pivot because if you're not pivoting and you're just waiting to get to a standstill and then you're devastated because nothing's working out, yes. it's like you can avoid that by knowing what you need, knowing what you want, knowing how to get there and pivot. Or maybe not even knowing how to get there, but just recognizing that a pivot is necessary I think that's like a huge thing and just like the creative space Mm -hmm. especially social media because you do sometimes put yourself or you feel like you put yourself in a box yeah but you're never really you don't have to ever be in a box you can be in a certain box of like just like this is me but that box doesn't have to like look everything doesn't have to look the same I think that's like really I mean I've pivoted multiple times I was not a beauty creator for a very long time like I beauty was not Listen, my thing beauty was not my old girl was going viral on them roller skates I was doing roller skating you content. were killing it though so much fun just because I was such a different part mm-hmm. in my like time in my life I had so much more free time I was yeah able, I lived five minutes away I was living in Long Beach at the time where where I'm, I'm from the skate culture there is just like so especially yeah. the roller skate culture it's like there's so many roller skaters there and I just had so much free time. So, like, I think my content is definitely just, like, a reflection of my lifestyle change, which I think it should be. It should be a that, reflection yeah. of, like, who you are, which is why some people fall out of certain creators. They're like, oh, they're, like, not relatable anymore. Like, I don't like this person because they're not. And I'm, like, valid, but you also have to realize this is, like, a person and they're going to evolve and they're going to yes. change in their lifestyle. You know, who they were two years ago. Will be completely it's different. It's going to be very different now. They're obviously, you know, they're locked into their career. Things are changing, you know. So I definitely think... I really do enjoy the fact that like a lot of my content has just been a genuine reflection of like where I'm at. I love authentically because if I was still making like I mean that would be hard. I'd have to like drive to Long Beach 
all the time. And then early skate. In the morning, and then skate. And then record. And then it doesn't. And then it doesn't even feel it's not like authentic. your thing. That yeah, it's not authentic. And before, and when I was posting those things, it it wasn't. I wasn't a bit of a rut afterwards. I was posting all the roller skate content, and then I stopped posting for like a year year and a half like I didn't post anything I wasn't engaging with anybody on that app I was never on TikTok like my screen time was like two minutes for like a month like I was oh, never yeah. on TikTok ever just because it gave me so I just felt so weird towards the app because I feel like that was a moment in my life and if I don't post that anymore people are not going to care and I'm not going to care I'm not going to be passionate about it and then I just picked it up again and I started really loving it again when I was working at Rare I was really like starting to like gain my love again for yeah. TikTok working there. So that's when I kind of like made that like beauty pivot. I was doing like hair stuff for a little bit and then I really started yeah. talking to the camera. And that was like, I think, a huge difference, like in just connecting with the people on my page. But I definitely, I I initially was like, I can't pivot. No one's gonna care about my new some stuff. Some people, some people, <laughs> some people really do like get scared in, in their head about it. Like yeah. one, of, one of my friends, Talia, she talks, she, she's come on the podcast a couple of times mm -hmm. and she was the apartment bestie. And um, she had Ew. a huge following because she would show people how to get apartments and like she got to go on the real real. She got to do all these amazing things. Oh, wow. Okay. And she literally was just like, Janelle, let me tell you what happened. She said, when I stopped making them apartment videos and started doing content that I wanted to do. And mm. when I started doing more stuff about myself, she said, I lost a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. And it, it's a real thing. And, and then yeah. I was like, well, it's because they weren't really here for you exactly and you'll and gain that back yeah with your with your newer people sure. with your newer people and like people really do get afraid to to pivot I, I've heard people make comments and say well I don't really want people on on this app to know that I like to cook or I like to do this yeah. because this is something that I do that brings me peace. For you, yeah. And once I start sharing it, then it's going to be expected of me. Yeah. And that's how, there's a balance there for mm -hmm. sure because there are definitely things I think you should keep for yourself. Yes. Um, especially when you're living more of a public like I wouldn't even consider my life to be very public online I, I do think I curate you're very my content yes. very well to where very low you don't yes. know everything about my life which mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. because I do get to have a part parts of my life and friendships and relationships that are just for me she's a mysterious girl you know I like to just have certain there's mm -hmm. just you spend so much time in front of the camera and engaging with these you know these communities and it's great and it's amazing but I I think my biggest thing is like I'm not opposed to be I don't think people that overshare are like horrible or you know people that talk about every element of their mm -hmm. life sometimes it's like a great coping mechanism for these people but I do think it's really important for me at least to have like elements of my life that I'm to yourself to myself so oh, I, I feel that I, I feel like that's been really helpful in just creating a balance and avoiding burnout because I'm not recording myself every second of the day mm -hmm. and being like here's what I'm doing right now at this very second and yes. recording it and posting it on yes. and I think during the pandemic that was like huge because no one was doing anything during the pandemic so mm -hmm. everybody there's like so many TikTok stars that came out of that because of they you know, just, in the pandemic, yeah. they were posting 20 videos a day, 30 videos. Now that's like, okay, people are going to be annoyed if you're posting. Like, and now now 30. life is life in a game. Exactly. So people you don't have, really want to have Exactly. Time. So it's definitely different now. But I think for sure having that balance of like keeping at least a few things for you and yes. you only is really a great way to feel a definitely balance it's so funny because like sometimes like on my content like I'll do like vlogs and stuff mm -hmm. but it's probably I'm 
I'm sharing maybe 10% of what's going on. Yeah. So people like make like really weird, weird assumptions. But what I'm looking forward to in this next chapter of my life uh-huh. is to no longer share my personal, even like the small snippets. Mm-hmm. Now I can just focus on like sharing the media stuff. Oh yeah. That'll be, I think that'll be really good for you. I'm ready. That'll be a good, I, I cause I, I mean, I think vulnerability is very important. But I also think self, like, you know, you do need to, like, look out for yourself and what's best for you Facts. ultimately because at what co- – like, vulnerability, but, like, at what cost, you know? At what – exactly. Sometimes it's, like, it's great to know that there are people out there that relate to what you're going through, and I think that's amazing. That's great. I do just think it's important to do a check-in and kind Facts. of just understand and realize, like, is this something I really want Facts. people to have insight in in my life this deeply? Then I think just having that kind of critical – it's thought process because the internet is like they're different. It's they're different. they're they're very different. Like I, I yeah. I've literally was thinking to myself like recently I was like okay I've already done all the trauma stuff for season one I'm not doing it for season two. Like yeah. listen yeah. the girl got the girl got you know we got some family issues and mm-hmm. everything but mm-hmm. it's time to move on. It's time to move on. It's you time like, to move forward. Yeah, you're moving forward and you don't need to um, you don't need to like. I think this new media phase for you would be really, really helpful and just like realizing that you don't have to, you don't have to bear your soul for people to care about what you post. Period. You don't have to like show everybody your naked feelings and your most vulnerable state to like have people care or feel like your stuff matters. Not to say that that's like not impactful to some people. I think there are positives to that for some people probably, but I just think that for me personally, I do find a lot of value and just I curate my stuff. It's like curated and like a create like it's just it's curated not in a way where I'm like nitpicky and I'm like I'm only gonna put it's just more of like I'm not I'm gonna share this and I'm gonna share you're that. Gonna, you're gonna, gonna see that. me you're gonna see me putting on this blush. Yeah. I also might have to go to like a little event and that's exactly it. but, it's you, like, but I'm not you're not gonna be in my bed with you're me. Not you're be, not gonna be yeah, yes. you're not doing cause I mean and I do think there's a time like even when I'm like on live and people ask me like for advice and stuff, that's like kind of different. But when I'm like posting on my page, I do just remember that like this is who a lot of people this is like their first ever impression of me so I always like try to show up authentically Mm -hmm. um but just like mindful that the internet it's the internet and I think being a a kid growing up on the internet like I was nine when I got my first like mini like compact mini laptop and my dad just telling me and my sister like the internet's not a safe place you need to be mindful of like what you're sharing because at that age like you kind of like oh my god this is so much fun and I think just growing up and a lot of people like in our generation I think we're just very aware Mm -hmm. and we're becoming more and more aware of just like how big the space is especially with AI and everything that's going on yeah exactly and I think it's just important especially as like a younger like woman or just like as a woman in general to be mindful of that as well just like the internet's a wild place and people are wild people. But I feel like, you know, I'm I'm adjusting still and I'm getting to know what I like, what I love, what I want to share, which is which is fun. I love it. I'm here for yeah, it. Thank you. I'm here for it. Do you have any last final words, thoughts? Um, no, this has been really, really, really fun. Did you really I'm have a good time? To, I'm glad we got to meet. In real life, I I always think it's really fun to like meet. My mutuals, people I've been following for so long. Because I feel like, because it's like, it's like you feel like you know each other, but then you're like you don't. Exactly. I feel like I've been, I've been such a huge fan of yours. So I'm, I'm so happy Thank you. you invited me. I'm a huge fan of yours too. I, I was so excited when you said yes because when I was messing your manager, I was like, Kiki, <laughs> Kiki, please. 
<laughs> no, I Kiki. was more. I was beyond down. I was like, yes, please. I, I, I mean, I was gonna make it happen regardless. So I'm glad we we're able to make it work. You know, I didn't write any questions down for this. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was like, I already know I'm gonna be able to talk to her. Yeah, like this is, good. Like, this is, this we, is really can, good. Yeah, we can have a conversation. We can have a conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, y'all. Be sure to follow. You want to leave your social handles for us? Yeah. It's at Boni Travo. That's like everything. B-O-N-I-T-R-A-V-O. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wait, you got to let me get a video of you. Stay right there. Okay. Cute. I'll stick right here.